0: Hello, and welcome back to the Daily Poem a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Monday, August 28th, 2023. Today's poem is by Zbigniew Herbert, and it is entitled From Mythology. I'll read it once, offer a few comments, and then read it one more time. From Mythology. First, there was a god of night and tempest, a black idol without eyes, before whom they leaped naked and smeared with blood. Later on, in the times of the Republic, there were many gods with wives, children, creaking beds and harmlessly exploding thunderbolts. At the end, only superstitious neurotics carried in their pockets little statues of salt, representing the god of irony. There was no greater god, at that time. Then came the barbarians. They too valued highly the little god of irony. They would crush it under their heels and add it to their dishes. Zbigniew Herbert is a 20th century Polish poet. Uh, It's also an essayist uh, and Sometimes he's considered something of a moralist. He began writing and publishing his poetry in the 1950s uh, to some early acclaim, but he quickly grew tired of having to uh, pass all of his writings through uh, the official censors of the Polish government. And eventually he just stopped publishing his poetry altogether altogether. In the intervening years, he continued to write poetry, uh, but he kept it to himself or he circulated it privately. And he became involved in uh, formal efforts of Polish opposition to communism. Finally, as uh, the grip of communism on uh, Europe would weaken in the 1980s, he began publishing again, first uh, underground and then publicly or openly And a number of times he was nominated for the Nobel Prize in Literature, but overlooked each time. Uh, He also has a connection to another poet who's perhaps better known uh, among English-speaking audiences and has been featured on the show uh, several times. And that's Czesław Milosz, who was one of his uh, longtime supporters uh, and one of his earliest translators of his Polish poetry into English. Herbert was also something of a classicist. He was an art historian and critic with uh, wide-ranging interests, chronologically speaking, and he often uh, drew from uh, sources of uh, classical or antique inspiration. In fact, he has a whole uh, book of fables or parables in ancient Greek settings uh, about modern political situations and problems Uh, it's called uh, the king of the ants the classical influence in this poem is obvious from the beginning uh, even from the title and it deals with uh, the sort of evolution of pagan religion it would seem like he has in mind rome uh, because of his Uh, reference to the Republican era and also to the barbarians who uh, eventually spelled the end of the empire. They begin with uh, a fervent primordial devotion uh, to dark gods, gods that are associated with the forces of nature. And then as Rome develops, he seems to suggest, uh, so they develop a more civilized sense of religion, uh, but their gods become more uh, benign in every sense of the word. Perhaps more benevolent as uh, they come to worship gods who are associated with the supporting of and the flourishing of culture for the most part. But their exploding thunderbolts become harmless. Uh, they the gods of the Republican era, have more bark than bite. But the the most chilling uh, part of this poem, and the reason uh, that it's such a striking or memorable one, is the turn when the end of the empire approaches, and the only god left, uh, the god greater than which there is none at that time, is the little god that only the superstitious neurotics carried around in their pockets made of salt. Uh, the God of irony, which is itself an irony, uh, because when the barbarians come, they too value this God very highly, more highly perhaps than the Romans <laughs> they took them from. Uh, why not? Because they are particularly pious though. They may have been, uh, but because they like to crush it up and use it to season their lunches. (laughs) And and it's striking and chilling because we seem to be in a similar place in our own cultural development or progression. Uh, If you look around uh, in our culture, one of our favorite pastimes now is irony. It's very easy to embrace the ironic uh, in favor of uh, any kind of sincerity or value of uh, the serious or the sacred and herbert at least seems to be suggesting that the cultures who arrive at this point have arrived at their twilight may it not be so for us or uh, may we find uh, barbarians who are uh, uh friendlier than uh, the goths were to many of the romans Here's From Mythology, one more time. First, there was a god of night and tempest, a black idol without eyes, before whom they leaped naked and smeared with blood. Later on, in the times of the Republic, there were many gods with wives, children, creaking beds and harmlessly exploding thunderbolts. At the end, only superstitious neurotics carried in their pockets little statues of salt, representing the god of irony. There was no greater god at that time. Then came the barbarians. They too valued highly the little god of irony. They would crush it under their heels and add it to their dishes. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry, especially our producer, Logan Green, God bless him. Remember him in your prayers. Until next time, I'm Sean Johnson. Happy reading.